Come on, we've been camping out at Judges chapter 16. So uh, week one, two, last week, all the weeks, we have gone to Judges chapter 16. And I love how there's so much in Scripture that we don't even have time in a week to even uh, expound on all the stuff that God is showing us in one passage of Scripture. Come on, Judges chapter 16, uh, starting in verse 15. If this is your first time tuning in, if you've missed the previous weeks, you definitely want to go back and watch the previous weeks uh, because we've been building on concepts week after week after week after week. So come on, let's go to Judges chapter 16. We're going to start reading in verse 15. We've read this story multiple times, and we're going to read it again. Uh, Then she, who's the she? She is Delilah. Delilah said to him, who's the him? Well, if the she is Delilah, the him must be Samson. How can you say, I love you? When you won't confide in me, this is the third time you have made a fool of me and have not told me the secret of your great strength. Come on, type in the chat for me. Say secret, 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 secret. There's a secret to my strength. Oh, if we were in person, I'd have you bump your neighbor and tell him there's a secret to my strength. There's a secret to my strength. There's something that makes me strong that you have no idea about. There's a secret to my strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I've been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines. Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair. And so began to subdue him. And his strength left him. Come on. His strength left him. His strength left him. This is one of the most saddest verses in the Bible. It's the next one. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. See, this is the problem of getting away with sin over and over and over and over. Because what does Samson think? He banks on the grace of God. He says, I'll go out as before. And shake myself free. Come on, it's okay. Nothing happened the last time. I'll do what I did the last time. And what happens? But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Listen, all the women who are watching, okay, uh, I need you to get this. You need to know. You need to marry. You need to date a man who knows his own personal inventory. Who knows his own personal inventory. Inventory. I'm going to compare Samson and Adam and Jesus, okay? I I need you to get this. When I worked at Nordstrom, there would be days where we would uh, have to come in to the store after hours just to count how many belts there were and count how many socks there were and count how many shoes there were because the store was obsessed with inventory. You couldn't have in the system that there were six shirts or six Uh, ties or seven or eight of something and you only had four of them in the back. 
the store was obsessed with inventory. So we'd always have to shut the store. After the store shut down, after closing, come back to the store and uh, count inventory. I hated counting inventory. But counting inventory taught me how to manage my own personal life. Uh, because Adam knows his own personal inventory. I need you to get this. God puts Adam to sleep, okay? And, and, and God uh, knocks Adam out. <laughs> Adam's knocked out. God opens up a, 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 an incision, pulls a rib out, closes it back up, and makes a woman out of the rib that he had taken from Adam's side. Adam wakes up, looks at Eve, and says these words, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Now, hold up. Who told Adam that God had taken a rib out of his side? Who told Adam that? Nobody told Adam that. Adam knew how many ribs he had because he understood his own personal inventory. So when he woke up, he knew, uh-uh, I'm missing something. Do you even know when you're missing something? Get this, come on, let's fast forward to Jesus. Jesus is walking on his way to Jairus' house. As he's walking on his way to Jairus' house, a woman with the issue of blood comes up behind him and grabs him by the hem of his garment. And what does Jesus say? I felt power leave me. I felt power go out from me. How does Jesus know that power has gone out? Because Jesus has a track on his own personal inventory. Now, when you know that Adam and Jesus are the ideal, see, any man who doesn't know what's in him is going to put a demand on what, whatever woman is next to him to fill the void that he is unaware of. A man has to know who he is, what he's called to do, and what is in him. What is in you? It's funny, I was hanging out with someone recently. It was a, someone who moves in the prophetic. And um, they asked me a question that it's very rare that people ask me. And this person who I respect, who moves prophetically, said, are you, are you, are you going to plant a church one day? Are you going to start a church one day? Are you going to senior pastor one day? And I said, you know, I've thought about it. I've prayed about it. I don't really know. It's not something I've made up my mind on. And he looked at me and he said, the reason I'm asking is because there's a church in you. It's in you. See, you can only do what's in you to do. I can only do what's in me. And so Samson, get this, Adam knows that there are however many ribs in him. He has an up. Uh, he has a pulse on his personal inventory. Jesus knows how much power he has. Woo, imagine that. Jesus, you, 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 I, these people ever come to your house with a meter and, and they're tracking how much power you've been using, how much electricity you've been using? Jesus is like, yep, I got one of those in my brain. I know exactly how much power I have. I know exactly how many people I can heal. I know exactly how many sermons I can preach. I know exactly how many miles I can walk. I know I've got an understanding of power. Man, what does this say about Samson? Get this. Come on. He awoke from his sleep 
Just like Adam awoke from his sleep, thought I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. You, 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 if you don't know, like, that the Lord has left you, it is like driving a car that, 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 that the gas meter is broken. You don't know when you're on empty. You don't know when you're on full. You don't know when you're at 60%. And if you don't know, like, hey, I need to pray more. I need to read my Bible more. Like, I, I'm empty. If you don't have a gauge on whether or not the Lord is with you or not with you or how much strength you have or strength you don't have or how much power you have or how much power you don't have or how many ribs you got or ribs you don't have, then like Nordstrom, you need to start prioritizing your own personal inventory. You need to take your inventory very, very seriously because you are trying to live out of what you do instead of living out of who you are. You are not called to be a human doing. You are called to be a human being. And you've got to get to a point where you know what's in you. Because you're overcommitting. You're burnt out. You're doing things for money instead of doing things for purpose. And it's, it's, it's leading to a vicious cycle. You've got to know what's in you. Come on, let's keep reading. Um, the Philistine seized him, gouged out his eyes. We tackled that already. Took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to grinding grain in the prison, but the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. The hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. I, I want to read uh, one more passage of Scripture to you. I want to read one more passage of Scripture to you. Uh, it's Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 says this. From that time, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And then he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Come on, you got the nerve to rebuke Jesus. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get Behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I wish, I wish that Samson had looked at Delilah the same way that Jesus looks at Peter and said, Satan, get behind me. You don't have in mind the things of God, but you only have in mind the things of man. I want to talk to you tonight about the secret to your strength. Let's pray. God, I ask that if there's someone watching right now or if they're watching this as a pre-recorded message later, that you would reveal to them the secret of their strength, that, Lord God, they would never live another insecure day in their life from this moment forward. God, we bind and rebuke every influence from the enemy. We circumcise the people's ears that are listening to hear your voice. God, stand up strong within me. God, speak through me, and I ask that everything that is said on this uh, live-streamed sermon tonight would be um, uplifting, would be edifying, and would be precise. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Come on, say amen in the chat. Say amen in the chat. The secret 
to your strength. It's funny uh, that the Bible says these precise words, that there is a secret to Samson's strength. The Philistines are confused. They're like, well, what is the secret to his strength? The, the, Delilah is sent to Samson with a message to figure out the secret to his strength. Now, I need you to think about this because if Samson were tall, large, if he looked like a football player, like if he looked like a basketball player, like if he was someone who looked like an athlete, there really wouldn't be a secret to his strength. I need you to think about how you've envisioned Samson in the past. I'll tell you exactly how I've envisioned Samson. I've envisioned Samson to look a lot like Shaquille O'Neal. I've thought about Samson as an individual, and I've definitely thought dude from Green Mile. Like, that's just been the picture that I've had in my mind's eye when I think about Samson. Uh, but then I begin to read this passage, and I think to myself, had Samson been large, tall, muscular, if he had had great muscular dexterity, uh, I don't think that the Philistines would have been wondering what the secret to his strength is because it would have been obvious what his, the source of his strength was. The source of his strength would have been his muscles. But the Philistines are like, mm -mm, something don't add up. The math ain't mathing. How is it that someone who looks like this is able to do that? How is it that someone with all of this dysfunction is able to work in so much function? How is it that someone from this household can be like this? How is it that someone from this neighborhood can act like how? This don't make no kind of sense. The Philistines are wondering, what is the secret to his strength? Ooh, I need to get this. I need you to get this. Because we don't serve a God who puts strength in muscles. We serve a God who puts strength in hair. We don't serve a God who puts strength in obvious places. We serve a God who puts strength in obscure places. We don't serve a God who puts strength where humans would put strength. We serve a God who puts strength where God would put strength. And this is a God who's unpredictable. This is a God who likes to camouflage things. This is the God who's always putting things in places that you wouldn't predict to put things. So he put Samson's strength, not in his muscles, but in his hair. So I, 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 I would say, when I was young, I used to imagine Samson looking like Shaquille O'Neal. But now I imagine Samson looking like Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? I imagine Samson real short. You know what I'm saying? I imagine Samson being somebody who's not physically impressive. And Delilah is coming up to him like, dude, you got to tell me the secret. man. You got to tell me the secret. Because ain't no way, ain't no way. See, a lot of us, we're not comfortable with having secret strength because you want to impress people with your obvious strength. You would rather you have the right last name than have the anointing of God. You'd rather have the degree than have the anointing of God. You'd rather have been born into the right family than have the anointing of God. But I'm here to tell you I've realized the secret to my strength. The secret to my strength is not in my degree. The secret to my strength is not in who I know. The secret to my strength ain't in the church I grew up in. The secret to my strength ain't in the family or the accolades. Oh, no, 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 no. The secret to my strength is in the dysfunction. It's in the struggle. It's in the pain. It's in the stuff that I've been ashamed of. It's in the stuff that God's had to forgive me of. Why? Because God says this to Paul. I'm not going to take that thorn away from you. I'm going to give you grace. And I'm going to make sure that my grace is sufficient for you. Why? Because my power is made perfect in weakness. 
And when you're weak, that's when you're strong. And a lot of us, we don't want secret strength. We'd much rather have obvious strength. It's funny. When I was 26 years old, I finally needed to go to a therapist. I desperately needed to get my mental health in check because my dad had took me to a crack house for the first time when I was five. I grew up in a very, very dysfunctional home. I grew up with dysfunctional parents. I grew up uh, in the home that God wanted me to grow up in. I'm grateful uh, for it now, but I grew up in a dysfunctional home. So I finally go to a therapist uh, at the age of probably 22, 23 years old, and uh, I'm sitting there with the therapist, and, I, and I'm talking to the therapist, and I'm saying, my father did more damage to me and my mother with his words than his actions. It, 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 it's really bad that he took me to a crack house. It's really bad that he left me and my mom in the house with no groceries, even though my mom was, the, uh, was physically disabled and my dad was the only breadwinner. That, those things are tragic. Those things are unfortunate. But my father really did more damage with his words than his actions. My dad could talk his way into anything, talk his way out of anything. My dad uh, was a hypnotist with his words. My dad was able to manipulate circumstances with his Words. My dad, that, that's just my dad. You know what I'm saying? My father w was, was a wordsmith. My dad was a charlatan. My dad's personality could light up a room, and before you know it, my father had completely hoodwinked you and taken all your money. My dad was a, a contractor, so he could get a $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 down payment for a project and never show up because he could talk his way into anything, talk his way out of anything. My dad's biggest strength was his words. Therapist, the therapist looks at me and says, it sounds like your father left you a powerful set of gifts. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is what I said. This is what I said. I said this to the therapist. I said, how about you put your little notebook down, okay? How about you put your little, put your little notepad down and listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth, okay? My father did not leave me a powerful set of gifts. My father left me a, 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 a whole bunch of baggage. My dad left me with a bunch of issues. My dad did not leave me with a powerful set of gifts. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who told you that. And the therapist said, can you explain, could you describe your father to us one more time? I said, absolutely. My father could talk his way into anything, talk his way out of anything. My dad was manipulative with his words. My dad did more damage to me and my mom with his words than his actions. It, it, it was really unfortunate that my dad left us in the house with no food. It was very, very unfortunate that my dad took me to a crack house when I was five. But the biggest issue, the biggest residual effect of my being raised by my father is the fact that his words hurt me. His words damaged me. His words had a lasting effect and a lasting impact on me. The therapist said, yep, I got it right. Sounds like your father left you a powerful set of gifts. I said, hey, I did not come here for you to uh, harass me, confront me, insult me. That is not why I'm here. Actually, I don't even want to be in therapy. So bump this, I'm leaving. And the therapist said, well, well, let me ask you a question before you leave. The therapist said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a preacher. The therapist said, then it sounds like your superpower are your words. It sounds like you can talk yourself out of anything, talk other people into anything. It sounds like you can talk people out of depression and into joy. It sounds like you can talk people out of anxiety and into peace. It sounds like you can talk people out of heaven and out of hell and into heaven. It sounds like you 
were blessed by your father. And that was the day. I'll, I'll never forget it. That was the day that I finally realized the secret to my strength. Oh, we're going to make it. We're going to make it plain. That was the day I finally found the secret to my strength. That the secret to my strength was not in my theology degree. The secret to my strength was not in my desire to be a PK. Oh, no. The secret to my strength is that a crackhead named Manny Arango Sr. gave me the very gift that I would take around the world. That what the enemy meant for evil, baby God could turn it around for for my good, the secret to my strength. You pop open the hood of the, if you popped open the hood of this car named Manny Arango Jr., you would not find a degree. You would not find, no, no, no. no. You would find my father and the seeds that he sown into my life based on the gifts that he left me. And you want to know what I realized? Most of us, most of us, most of us, come on, I need to say this into the camera because I need you to get this, I need you to get this. Most of us, we struggle with self-hate because we're walking in unforgiveness. And you hate yourself because you remind yourself of the very person who used their seed to sow so that you could be the person that you are. Can I tell you something? When I finally forgave my father, I began to love myself because it is impossible to hate the seed and love the fruit. I hated the seed. I hated the seed. I hated my dad. I hated his gift. I hated the fact that he had manipulated people and used people. No, I hated it. Every time he came around and was charming and came with his words and his, no, I hated it. And you know what I realized? If I dishonored the seed, then I would never get to actually reap a harvest from the fruit that that seed has deposited into my life. And if you are going to walk in the secret of your strength, you're going to have to first know what the secret of your strength is. For some of you, you have misdiagnosed what actually makes you strong. Unforgiveness does not make you strong. That makes you weak. Forgiveness is the thing that actually makes you strong. What is the secret? To your strength. See? Ooh. Jesus knows the secret to his strength. See, the reason that Samson's story is not ultimately a tragedy is because the hair on his head began to grow back. The hair on his head began to grow back. Come on. Judges chapter 16, verse 22. But the hair on his head began to grow back. After it has been shaved. It gives us, it, it, it ultimately leads to verse 23. The rulers of the Philistines assembled to offer a sacrifice to Dagon, their God, and to celebrate. Okay? While they were in high spirits, verse 25, they shot it. Bring out Samson to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison and he performed for them. When they stood him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple, that I may lean against them. Verse 27, now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rules of the Philistines were there. And on the roof 
were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Verse 28, then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just one more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached towards the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. Thus he killed many more in his death than while he lived. Thus he killed many more when he died than while he lived. Why did I have us read a passage from the book of Matthew where Jesus is telling Peter he's going to die and Peter says, uh-uh, this never be so. It'll never happen because Jesus understood the secret of his strength even when Peter couldn't understand the secret to his strength and so Samson kills more Philistines in his death than he ever could in his life because it was a foreshadow of Jesus who on the cross did more damage to the enemy's camp while he died than he ever could while he was alive oh come on I need an amen right there because he healed it he healed blinded eyes while he was alive he opened up deaf ears while he was alive but baby, he did more. If he had only lived, we'd all still be going to hell. But Jesus did more damage to the enemy's kingdom while he was hanging on the cross than he could ever do in the 33 years that he was alive. And so the reason that Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan, is because Peter didn't understand the real secret to what made Jesus strong. What made Jesus strong was not his ability to heal. What made Jesus strong was not his sermons. What made Jesus strong was his willingness to sacrifice his life for you and for me and for everybody on the planet. That's what made Jesus strong. See, the thing that makes you strong is not what you think. The thing that makes you strong is oftentimes the very thing that makes you feel weak. Jesus probably felt like a failure on the cross. Jesus probably felt like, God, if you really love me, why haven't you delivered me? He probably felt abandoned. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He feels forsaken. In the moment where he feels abandoned, in the moment where he feels like he's a failure, in a moment where he feels forsaken, in that moment, he was actually at the height, peak, zenith of his strength because he understood the secret of what made him strong. I wanna ask you a question tonight. Are you like Samson, unaware of the secret to your strength? Thinking that your strength is in your muscles when really your strength is in your hair? Thinking that your strength is in how many Philistines you kill while you're alive when really your strength is in how many Philistines you kill while you're being a sacrifice, or are you like Jesus who can look at Peter and say, get behind me, Satan. Why? Because I know the secret to my strength. Do you know the secret to your strength? I want to pray for you. Come on, if you're in the chat, <coughs> if you're in the chat and you know you need prayer, you know that you want me to pray for you because maybe you're confused about the secret to your strength. Go ahead. Give me a give me a hand raised emoji in the chat. I want you to give me a hand raised emoji 
in the chat. I want to pray for you. God, I thank you for every single person watching this. God, I ask that you would reveal to them by your spirit the true secret to their strength. God, I pray by the power of your word that you would begin to unveil their eyes, that, Lord God, scales would fall from their eyes, that you would begin to change their mind, that what they thought brought them strength, whatever it is, money, accolades, a name, the things that we use to measure up against one another. God, I ask that they would experience a paradigm shift even right now as I'm praying. And that, Lord, it would not be a quick fix, but that, Lord God, that you would fix something deep within us as you bring revelation on the secret to our strength. As we close, I want to tell you this. You'll never protect the secret of your strength until you first know and value the secret to your strength. So I want to pray. I've already prayed, but we declare over your life right now that you are going to, from this day forward, you're going to know what makes you strong, and you're going to guard the thing that makes you strong. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. If you're watching this right now, I want you to make sure that you put it on your calendar to be back here as we finish out our series on Don't Touch My Hair. We're going to wrap up Samson's life. And man, I'll be here next week to close out this series. If you're local, we want to see you on Sunday in the building. If you're not local, how about you live stream our Sunday service. And if you are, if you've been blessed by this series on Wednesday nights, uh, how about you make sure that you invite somebody as you watch live next week. I love you. Till next time, peace.